It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Graham, episode number 81. I am Mike Graham, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. Our podcast this week is a bit of a bittersweet one, as it's my pleasure to welcome to the show my very good Gopher Radio Network colleague and very good friend, Spencer Tollickson, the former Golden Gopher basketball standout who's been working alongside me on the radio for the past 14 seasons. Spencer's visit is bittersweet as we talk because, hey, we're going to talk some gopher hoops, we'll talk some great gopher memories, but we'll also discuss his tough decision to walk away from his role on the radio. Yes, you're hearing this for the first time. He needs and wants to spend more time with his wonderful wife and children. I don't blame him. Spencer's turned into one of my very best friends, so while I'm disappointed that he won't be with us on the radio and spending time with me on these gopher road trips, I'm thrilled that his family will see more of him and that he'll see more of them. Spencer will talk about his decision and we'll talk about our greatest gopher basketball memories on the radio coming up here in episode number 81. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We're also glad to have Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union with us here on the Go Gopher podcast. Affinity Plus is your local credit union throughout the state of Minnesota. Find out more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, one of our very best gopher supporters and your local credit union. And I'm thrilled that our podcast is doing so well thanks to all of you great loyal listeners because of that success we're bringing on two new sponsors this month the go gopher podcast is now also sponsored by head flyer brewing located in northeast minneapolis right next door to campus a great vibe great craft beer and much more we're going to have a live show from them in october more news on that to come if you haven't been to head flyer brewing please make a point to do so. Again, it's right near campus with great tasting beer. Our other new sponsor this month is Caldera Lab, great skincare products for men. I'm at that age to start worrying about aging and the great research and top tier ingredients to help make your face and neck area look younger and feel softer. And because they love the Gophers, any Go Gopher podcast listener can join me in ordering product and get 20% off by using the code word GOLD, G-O-L-D. Find out more at calderalab.com. I'll talk more about these great products a little later in the episode. Calderalab.com, code word GOLD, G-O-L-D. You get 20% off. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com, and we're podcasting episode 81 from the Aquarius Home Services studio. We invite you to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to do so, and you can go back and listen to the Go Gopher podcast from any of the previous weeks. Last episode, for example, we talked with Gopher football safety Tyler Newbin from Gopher Big Ten Football Media Days in Indianapolis. A great young man, a great football player. You'll love hearing from him. Go back and listen if you haven't heard it. This week, it's episode 81. We're talking Golden Gopher basketball with our great pal Spencer Tollickson. He joins me when we come back. I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utah. U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. 
True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. To learn more about True North and our diverse family of independently owned companies, visit truenorthequitypartners.com. Hi, Gopher fans. Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on lights. We switch TV channels. We switch on the TV. And with the new transfer portal, some college students even switch colleges, which can seem crazy to us diehard fans. But what's not crazy is how you can switch and save with State Farm. In fact, my agency can switch you over so we can start saving today. My team is ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood and show you it is, in fact, easy to switch and save. When you want the real deal, check us out at champlininsurance.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's episode number 81, the Go Gopher podcast. Mike Grimm with you, along now with my good pal Spencer Tollickson. And uh, Spencer, good to see you. Grimmer, great to see you. How's summer? Uh, summer has gone well. It's now over as football season and football practice has started. So here we go. Football, as we record this on Tuesday morning, football practice later today. We'll have football practice on Thursday. And I usually try to make some of these fall camp workouts. And uh, so before how, you know, what it'll is be their schedule? Just curious, Grimmer. What does their schedule look like? Football in the, I mean, I know they're not, they're, they're in season right now, right? Or are they technically still in the off season? No, this is officially now fall camp started the 1st yeah. of August. So they uh, practice four or five times a week. They, and with no school, they do some walkthroughs um, yeah. on one of the days to, to have some time away uh, or, or just to get some physical rest. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's go time. August thirty first, Minnesota, Nebraska oh for gosh. the uh, for the start of the football season, and then you know before you know it, it'll be basketball, which we're going to talk about with you here. But we we need to what we have some break. We need the the famous breaking news sounder. Um, there you go, you got it. Um, yeah, you have some news to share with uh, with our Gopher fans here uh, in relation to uh, your professional and personal life, Spencer. Indeed. Um, it's a bit of a bittersweet day. Um, but after 14 years of working alongside you and and everybody at Gopher Sports Properties and the university and the basketball program, um, I and the family have decided to take a step away. Um, and it's, it's, it's just time to to take a step back, be closer with the family. Um, you know that the travel last couple of years was starting to get a little bit tough, both from a career perspective and family perspective. Um, so we're going to take a step back and allow the uh, the next person to come in, whoever it may be. It's time to to pass the keys on. Um, someone's going to have the the pleasure of working and sitting next alongside of you Grimmer for the next uh hopefully how was it along for us 14 years 14, so yeah it's been a good run um it's bittersweet um but yeah it uh it, it's time to to take a step back well 14 years you think about that um I'm surprised you lasted that long with me I had Lynch run off in two <laughs> years and Don Zier yeah. run off in a year and then here uh, we last 14 years and uh, a lot of good times for sure um, for those that aren't totally familiar and whatever info you're comfortable in sharing about your family take us through kind of the the eight because I've got yeah, yeah. I've gotten to watch you which is kind of mm-hmm. cool which I'm gonna I have this written down and I want to ask you I, I remember an NIT trip where you got engaged uh was that yep. year one or two of us being together because it was that would have been a tubby smith nit team i believe yeah that would have been man that would have been 
that was early on in our in our togetherness, if you will, yeah. in our tenure. Um, yeah. It was so early that do you recall? So I had had I had plans to propose to my then girlfriend, yeah. now wife, um, on that trip uh, in New York City, and I had not yet been able to connect with her dad to ask him permission. So um, I recall having to make that phone call, um, sitting in the hotel room in New York City, and you quite literally sitting about 10 yeah. feet away from me while I was asking uh, my now wife, then uh, girlfriend's uh, dad for permission to marry her. So yeah, uh, just a, a, kind of dovetailing onto that. Um, I have a son, Jack, who will be seven uh, on, or excuse me, October 31st. Um, and Jack is a very active kid. He loves sports. Of course, he loves basketball. Um, and that was another big reason is because he's got tournaments coming up and he he wants me to be there sure. um, and I want to be there. So that's a big piece of it. Um, I have a daughter, Jules, who will be five um, in a couple of days here on the 20th of August. Um, and uh, yeah, she uh, she's another huge reason to 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 want to be home more often. And, and something that you can probably appreciate, Grimmer, if you think about it like this, um, other than when we've been able to parlay Bree and I um, on a trip or two from November through March, we really can't travel or take a family vacation or do much um, just because the, the schedule is so demanding, as you know, um, and a lot of it's on the weekend. So I think from a from a family perspective to be able to take a step back and now we can take a trip in the winter. You know, it was always all of our family trips came in April or May. Well, now we can actually enjoy the 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 ability to get out during the cold um and go somewhere warm and just the little things like that to where the last 14 years we haven't been able to have that flexibility um so yeah looking looking forward to that for sure you may have made a tactical mistake though because usc and ucla now coming in could give you the opportunity to go to california i know, with I know. Your family. but but i did <laughs> and if you recall another thing i was able to uh at the time was broke as a joke had gotten married couldn't afford a honeymoon um so my cheap ass <laughs> parlayed the the trip to hawaii remember that the yeah. hawaii tournament um and we brought brie out there and that was our quasi honeymoon so we have been able to cash in a, a few times we actually got to go to atlantis too um that was a really fun trip down there with tubby and those guys um really really fun trip and I've, if i recall they played pretty well down there too but um yeah, it's um, the, all the trips have been have been fun, man. And uh, you know what? For for some reason, New York City with you always seems to stand out. We've been there what three? Yeah, times, three or maybe? four times. Three or four, four, four times. I yeah, think. yeah, four uh, times. Yeah, we, we we were in the NIT itself twice. One at once. We were in the Thanksgiving preseason NIT one year. Uh, Patino's second year that was, and that's where you and I basically ate every meal because our per diem just was. We, we were there longer than usual. Per diem wasn't yep. going to cover it, so we ate um, cheesecake at Juniors for for our our meal every day. And we three would, straight meals a day. Yeah, we would then sneak into the in the, the um, there was always waiting area, but with just two of us, we could get to the bar and sit. Yeah, and then um, the genius was getting that cheesecake, and then having the uh, bartender bring the whipped cream over to add on top of that cheesecake. So yeah, and it was it was a it was a veteran move by us because it was yeah. seasonal. I mean, when you have pumpkin yeah. pie cheesecake, well, 
at Junior's in I'd New York City. I'd go for a slice right now. And they bring out the whipped cream. It's yeah. Well, you had to ask for it. I'll give you the credit. Yeah. But yeah. Um, like, yeah, I'll give you the credit. Yeah, that, that was, was, that uh, was good. Well, back to that that the original point. Um, I remember too. Now the the um, Gophers and Gopher Sports Properties, Gopher Radio, Gopher Athletic Department has always been great about. Um, we've always had our own rooms on road trips, right? Um, usually yeah. on the same floor or whatever. However, the NIT. Um, limited the number of rooms a team could have, and there were some families involved, and so they said, "Grim and Tollickson, you're going to have to be roommates on this." On that was Tubby's uh, trip, uh, the, yep. the the year that uh, Tubby. Went, yeah, there you go. You went. Uh, your mute was on there for a second, but um, anyway, huh. we were supposed to be roommates, and you were planning to have uh, uh, Bree fly out, and you were going to propose to her in New York. And she was coming, I think, on Steve Urban's charter. And so she did. Right. But you're like, dude, you can't be in the room. So Matt <laughs> Sleater, our great sports information director early in Sleeps. our run, uh, then uh, he and I said, all right, well, we'll bunk up. You can have because Matt was going to get his own room as a as a university employee. So I I moved into Matt's room. We, we shacked up together for a night or two and you were able to uh, propose to your wife and I assume had a good time in New York. But um, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, sure, wasn't going sure to be in the other bed. I wasn't going to be in the other bed while you guys, um, you know, were, were celebrating your engagement. But no, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I think, I think she and everybody was grateful that that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, interesting. You know, it. Yeah, thankful enough for Sleater to 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 give up the the room and to make that happen. Um, yeah, so many cool things have happened associated with this job and. Um, and the ability this has always been a um a, a get to do yeah. job so um there's been so many cool moments just kind of going through and even this morning prepping for this um i have to bring up and as we were talking this this one this is an all-timer and it really made me laugh do you recall we're playing at madison and the next so we stayed overnight we played at madison we stayed overnight because then we played at northwestern and you and i were gonna you it was you and i and Gosh, there was one other per I swear there was somebody yeah, else in it was, the car. Uh, um, it was, um, I'm trying to remember Who his name. It? He was, he was the, because uh, we've had a few of those video guys come through. Yeah. Um, uh, why, was why it Josh you? Blessing? Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. who it was. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we're, 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 we're uh, we, we get up in Madison and the next morning we're getting, we're in Grimmer's car driving to Chicago for the Northwestern game. And you had uh, called to check in with your wife. Do you recall this conversation? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you can go ahead and tell the story. Yeah, um, I think I called <laughs> to. I, I think I called because. Um, so just as some background for me. Yeah. Um. Some a lot of people know this, but not everyone that I um work a early morning shift uh, as even as you have a real job that pays the bills. I also am one the voice of the Gophers, but also do um, duties as the sports director of the Minnesota News Network, which is a company also owned by Lear field so um it, yep. it 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 basically is two jobs that rolls into you know one job that that um that takes a lot of hours and so i wake up at three every morning so there's there were many mornings where i would wake up at two in the morning to drive into work and my wife would just sleep through it and not really realize um you know that i had had come and gone and so we're driving from <laughs> madison to, to evanston and i called to check in and I think if she was on Bluetooth, maybe I can't remember, so you guys could hear. And she's like, um, geez, I didn't even hear you leave this morning. <laughs> and I'm like, I never came home. What? 
you never came home. I'm like, no, I never came home. Don't you remember? I said, thanks for caring. And, and I'm like, I appreciate it. I mean, I could be dead in a ditch somewhere. Uh, thanks for checking in. You know, it was like noon the next day. And she just assumed that I had come home, fallen asleep and gone in. And right. I'm like, yeah. And, um, and he, he, here's what's interesting about that story. So at the time, right, I, I can't remember what year that was, but I was either uh, recently engaged or recently married. So just starting out. Um, and at the time I was thinking, gosh, that's so weird that a, a wife wouldn't necessarily know if and when her husband came home. But now you fast forward and you have kids and you have dogs and you have work and you have all this life. It It is easy to, to maybe let that slip yeah. by. And so now I look at that from a dis- different perspective and go, yeah, life, life's pretty crazy yeah. and pretty, pretty busy. It, it, it is easy to kind of let that slip every now and then. Well, and there's there's total truth to that. She really doesn't care if I was in the ditch or not, no, no. you know, Gosh, no. for sure. But I, I, I do give her the benefit of the doubt that because of my work schedule, um, and oftentimes I, you know, I, in essence, leaving in the middle of the night to get to work by three or three thirty to get my morning duties done for the stations around the state that we provide sports and news for. Um, she oftentimes I wouldn't wake her up. She doesn't want me to wake her up to say bye at three in the morning. So I would just leave. So she just woke up assuming that I had come and gone. And that, uh, indeed was not the case, but I remember that being a little bit of an awakening for you. Like, really, how is that possible? And I'm like, well, yeah. It, uh, you know, it, 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 happened. it, it, it happened. It, it did indeed happen. Yeah. That was a, yeah. that, that was a, I do remember spending the night in, um, that was, that was Patino was, uh, that, that was a Patino team. I don't remember what year that was though. Um, and now did we win that game in Madison. Uh, I can't remember. We haven't won many there. I can't remember if we won that one. Um, no, no, I was thinking of a different one. I was thinking of the time that Westbrook hit the shot, and then didn't you guys – I was not on with you, but didn't yeah. you guys – didn't Westbrook hit the – or was it Paul Carter? Someone hit a buzzer beater. Westbrook, And then yeah. didn't you go to Northwestern that trip yes. too? Yes. Yeah, that's Same what it was. Thing. Okay. Yeah, Don Zierden yeah. was uh, on the call with me for the year that Don uh, – at the time he was the Lynx head coach, uh, yeah. a longtime flip assistant throughout his years in the uh, you know in the NBA. And so Don and I worked together one year. I had Kevin Lynch first two years, and Kevin went on with the Timberwolves to work radio and now TV um, you know, as the a studio guy. And then we had Zierden for a year, and then you came on board, and here we are all these years later. Hey, let me uh, real quick here, Spence, tell you about one of our sponsors. Affinity Plus is your local credit union proudly serving Minnesota since 1930. If you're a current Gopher student or proud Gopher alum, you're eligible to join this financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and put you first. You can meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide, including one right near campus in Minneapolis. To learn more or find another way to connect, here's what you do. Go to affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA, and we're thrilled they're with us again on the Go Gopher podcast. You mentioned the work um, uh, stuff. You have had varying jobs over because you know. Look, let's face it. You need this is a fun job. The Gophers. Um, yeah. You need other work to pay the bills, and so Correct. you have um, sold radio ads at one point. You've sold cars at one point. You've sold software at one point. 
Um, I think you were a, a job placement guy, and now you are into a really good gig right now, and it, it and that probably factors into this decision a little bit as well, because I know on on occasion on the road trips how busy you can be um, grinding out sales calls and those kind of things and uh, trying yeah. to get ready for a game and doing sales calls and uh, FaceTiming you know, your wife and kids. Uh, I, I, I get it. I understand. But what, t- tell us about what you're up to now in, in the, yeah, so, the job that pays uh, the bills, so to speak. Uh, hopped around a little bit uh, when I was done playing ball overseas and tried to figure out what I was going to do alongside with doing the radio and got into a sales career. Um, I've been now in the technology, data security, software sales world, if you will, uh, for a better part of eight years. And that's really where I've I've uh, been able to build my brand and carve out um, my business in this market in the Twin Cities. Um, it's been a lucrative position. It's been a, it's been a demanding job, as you know. Um, but that's certainly part of it where um, it, it, it came to a point where I kept evaluating, um, you know, was was the juice worth the squeeze? Um, and it, 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 these pros and cons lists and, and going back and forth and, and the job portion of it was a was a big piece. Um, there was no secret last year outside of the outside of the tournament that I that uh, you and I both had had to miss because I was sick. Um, I actually had to miss my first broadcast ever in 14 years outside of an illness that was last year. Um, I'd never missed a game, not for a funeral, not for weddings, nothing, never missed a game. Um, and then this year I was, uh, expected to be, or this last season, I was expected to be in, in, um, in a conference for work and it just so happened to overlap, uh, for a road trip. I think it was. You guys were at Maryland for sure, and there was a couple. There was a reschedule. Well, Maryland, was a, that two, Nebraska reschedule. The Nebraska game got rescheduled, so you were only going to miss one game. But as it turned out, you missed two or three. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't Just remember because, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was it was one of those situations where, um, in fourteen years, I couldn't make it work. Yeah, I had always been able to make it work, and um, I had to be in two places at once. And when, when that, when that you look, you and I have always talked, um, the gig is the gig, the gigs, all the games, you, you got to do it. And you're either in or you're out. And when I knew that that was going to start to cr- cause some friction, it, it's, it was it, the commitment c- wouldn't allow me to do it a hundred percent of the time. And in order for, in, in, in that happened, it was, it was a pretty telltale sign of, we need to revisit the this this opportunity and this thought process, and uh, ultimately led uh, to this yeah. decision. Yeah. Well, we we have over the years gotten a really good routine down on the road. Whether it was, um, you know, usually we would um, have a meal the night before the game. The team would leave around one every day. Still, this is still the routine. Team flies out at one for most road games. You get into the visiting city, depending on where it is, an hour or two hours later. If it's in the Big Ten footprint, no more than ninety minutes. Um, Oftentimes, our chief engineer Dan Robotham is on the flight. We've become very good friends. We, you know, we're in these tech strings where we, I mean, you and Dan Riesig and I have been in a uh, about a twelve-year tech string that is still that goes five, six, eight, ten 
strings long. You usually fall yeah. behind and then catch up uh, because you're yep. a little busier than the rest of us. Uh, Matt Sleater was the sports information director before that. Uh, he would eat meals with us. Uh, of course, Kyle Hammer, an engineer for the Twins, comes with us some. Uh, Pops Westerman, one of Pops. our all-time favorites, um, you know, when, when he can make it work. And then Speaking we would, of the Maryland game, you got to tell that one, man. Which one now? Uh, the Westerman with the with the flashlight under oh my the goodness. table. And yeah. you take the, and Pops. We're, we're like 90, 60 seconds from yeah. taking the air, dude. And we were not dialed in yet. And he was laying. I have a picture of that somewhere on my cell phone. He was laying on oh. his back under the table. And um, he got us on with about 15 seconds to spare. We hear, you know we literally, the, the billboard is playing. The, the Lear, big voice Learfield guy is like, Gopher basketball sponsored by Cub and da-da-da-da. And um, here's the voice of the Gophers. And we, like, nobody had any idea. No Westerman had the uh, the lather going with the sweat because he was sweating it out. And there was some technical glitch. And he got it figured Ooh. out at the last minute, got us on the air. So, yeah, I forgot about that. Ago? What's that? Providence a few years ago. Was Providence. Now that was a, we, that was a hired hand guy from Boston, and yep. he got caught. There was a there was a crash on the yeah. freeway between Boston and Providence, <laughs> and I don't know what that drive normally is, but he, but we got on. Did we start that on the cell phone? I think you we started on the phone. Yeah, we started yep. on the phone because and 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 we were doubting. I remember we were doubting whether. He was making it up. We didn't know the guy, but he was a real right. respected guy. He had done Boston Red Sox yeah. games, and and so we're like, "What's going on?" He's like, I, "I literally sat on the freeway for three hours." Like, okay, come on, man. And then then like the next day, we look and there's a big story about a 15 car pileup, and everyone was right. stuck for like hours on the road. So he was definitely yep. in it. But so we get on the road. Um, communications guys uh uh and and michelle train traversy has been with us now as a communication special last couple of years um she uh has been she has been great um but she is uh she eats with the team she she stays with the team dan Riesig and matt sleeter i guess sleeter ate with the team too but he would occasionally then join us but uh Riesig, sure. of course would would go out so we would have a lot of great meals and then when you go to someplace for 14 straight years you get some you know, some usual hangouts. And um, so we had some favorites um, over the course of the years and we joke about it. We've had some places that weren't so good. We've had some disagreements on food. I was worried that maybe the last road trip to Purdue that you'll be making as a uh, broadcaster might've ended the relationship when you and I got in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. uh, We, we, we almost never get in a fight. I I will say this uh, when you're around people as much as we're around people in the winter, right? I mean, I probably over the, course of the winter months end up eating more meals with with you guys and your own family sometimes if your family particularly when the kids get to high school there's stretches during the there's stretches during the season week stretches where i will i will have more meals yeah. Or I would have more meals with you than I would the family. Yeah, truly. Well, and and once you know, once your kids like mine did get to high school, they're not eating with you anyway. So then it's right. then it's like the only meal I have with anybody is you on the road sometimes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the point is, you get you, you spend so much time. Um, I've always said that I'm I'm lucky uh, in both football and basketball because as much time as you spend, it'd be a really crappy job if you didn't enjoy the company, the people you're with. And we've uh, on both the football and basketball side, uh, I feel lucky and i mean it's you know the point where i consider all you guys not just good friends but you and i can go at it right i mean we uh we're like brothers in yeah, a certain too. sense right where we'll, we'll go at it we'll just on stupid stuff with not even uh important stuff well uh and and sometimes we'll on purpose just play devil's advocate and um but that purdue uh we got in a fight at purdue 
uh, this past year uh, about lunch, and you left me no high and dry cups. at the altar. I uh, took it an Uber. Physical. Yeah, we, we no punches were thrown. Um, no. I, I I wanted to wait at um, a place to eat, and you said you weren't waiting, so I thought you were just kind of joking. I said, "Well, just go home, go back to the hotel then." And I sat down, and the next thing I know, you're back at the hotel. You took an Uber back out of the there. Hotel. You said, "Screw you." Yeah, Graham. that was. Uh... That certainly wasn't the. You know what? I, I blame it on. <laughs> I blame it on the taxing seasons. I'll put it that. that yeah, that the, the uh, it, that was yeah. toward. Yeah, that was toward the end of the season. But was it, it had to be towards the end. Yeah, of the year, I, right? I will say yeah. you miss a tremendous double cheeseburger and a, a peanut butter malt With that you would have absolutely it. loved. Peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter burger and a peanut butter malt at the Triple X in West Lafayette. I've been there. Other than that time. Though. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. craziness. Anyway, th- those are just a few things. We, we had so many uh, good dinners together, though, over the years. we got to tell the Danny Ainge story. I don't know if oh. we're going to out the local media member here um, because th- there's there's an offshoot to this story that is pretty funny. Yeah, we'll go there. Yeah. It's just Doogie. He doesn't it's, care. It's Doogie. So we um, – yes, I'll, I'll- I'll tee it up yeah. and then you can finish it. Yeah. So, we, we should so let me let me preface it first by saying though, um, we, we we all have our own little quirks and um, and we have these sayings that we'll say and we'll text and nobody would the understand it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and one of our little deals is doppelgangers. Like almost every road trip, we'll see somebody who might look like somebody, and I'll just or you'll just back and forth innocently say why. Like I'll I'll use an example. If there's any. Um, white dude with a shaved head. I'll go. Why is Bob Motzko here? Doesn't he have a game tonight? You know. And then we What's look, Gerlach and, and it looks like, yeah. or you know, I'm just as an yeah. example. Um, or Corbu, uh, our our uh, old women's guy. He would have a shaved head and a beard. Any one of the shaved head and beard that somewhat looked like a wife. Doesn't yeah. Corbu have a women's game? So anyway, as that is every place we went, we would do something stupid. And sometimes they were like dead on and sometimes you'd be like that is a stretch or, or back and forth and i'd be like no <laughs> that's sure. not true um anyway so we're in we're in bloomington and we're sitting courtside or, or we're about eight rows up great location to broadcast a game although the space is tight and i'll let you take the story from there so the space is tight we're at bloomington and God, this wasn't how long ago was this grimmer because I'm trying to think. I'm going to guess it was well. Jordan Murphy. Amount, Jordan Murphy was playing. Made sense for the talent in the building. Yeah, for yeah, that that, to yeah. Be there. Jor- that's why I remember that it was Jordan Murphy, and then some. A couple of Indiana guys also were sure that yeah were, were you know guys that a scout would be looking at. So, um, so much as as you set it up, it was it was common for you and I in, in the text string, if you will, or, or to see people that go back and forth and the the doppelganger, and we're live on the air. Yeah, but in this we're case, in the pregame, right? Uh, I think we were in the in the broadcast. Were we in the broadcast? But in this case, you didn't think it was a doppelganger. No, no, yeah, no, no. So, so I had honestly had I had honestly thought I was. I'm not sure if Danny Ainge was still with the Celtics at the time, but everybody knows Danny Ainge. And I, I think he executive. was. If he wasn't with the Celtics, he would have been with the Jazz. So he was in yes, a front right, office right. guy of some sort. Yep, front office guy somewhere. And I, I see Danny Ainge at the game. He walks right in front of us. Right in front of us, and I'm like, and then up the steps. That makes sense. Danny Ainge in the building and here tonight. On the air, you say Danny Ainge is in the building. On the air, Danny Ainge in the building tonight to check out the talent. And you can kind of look at me with this like fisheye. Yeah. Like, huh? I'm like, yeah, it's 
okay. And we're like, I don't think that's Danny yeah, Ainge. Yeah, so we take it, we get like, to the next commercial break. I'm like, that dude, that wasn't Danny Ainge. It looked like him. It was a, it was a hell of a doppelganger. But hell that was a doppelganger. But it wasn't but Danny it wasn't Ainge. Wasn't Danny Ainge? But you're like, no, that was Danny. That was Danny Ainge. So meanwhile, Doogie, our buddy Doogie, we love Doogie. He hears you say that. Yep. But, and he tweets it out. Watching, you know, I'm just, I don't know what Danny the Ainge in the building. Danny, uh, a source, yeah, yeah. he didn't, he didn't cite you though. He, he just took the credit for himself, and he's like, um, uh, I'm hearing Danny Ainge is in the building, uh, likely to watch, uh, likely to watch uh, uh, whoever it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan Murphy and whoever the Indiana, you know, there were two Indiana guys, I forget, right? Uh, who, who's a, Thomas Bryant probably and somebody else? Yeah, Hood Shafino or what? Yeah, yeah, but it was before that. So yeah, Doogie yeah. tweets it. You and I are still at odds. You're saying it's him. I'm like, it look, it's a hell of a doppelganger. But it's not. But him. it's not him. And you're like, I think that's him. I'm like, well, first of all, the dude walked like 75 rows up. He's like, they're not going to give Danny Ainge tickets like 38 rows they put up. The executive in the cheap seats. So, so Doogie tweets it, takes credit for it for the info, and then some guy calls Doogie out and says, I'm watching the Celtics game right now. Um, they're in Indiana or they're somewhere, and he's sitting behind the bench. Right. And, and then Doogie says, oh, blame Spencer Tollickson. Uh, he's the guy who I heard it from. I'm like, oh, you weren't going to give Spencer credit, but you're going to give him blame. So that oh. was that was our uh, – uh, you, you had the, you had the well, Danny it was, It's an all-timer that I said it on the air. On the air. Not being him, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but it adds to it. The Doogie element. The Doogie, the Doogie element was brilliant. Taking the credit. Yeah. And then when it wasn't him. I mean, it was not Then he's him, like, blame Spencer Tollickson. Like <laughs> yeah, it looked It like did. Him. It was it was one of our all-time great do- – it, it looked like him. But I could tell – because he, he walked right in front of us. Right. And you said, oh, like, Danny, Danny Ainge is here. And I'm in the like, building. here, uh, check out some of the guys. Yeah. And you look at me like, dude. Like, yeah, it, it, it was it was one of the great doppelgangers. But I could tell, I think the guy was was too, I can't remember if he was too young or too old. But I'm like, it just, it really does he look like him. He was too young. I don't young. think he had enough yeah. I mean, weather that, to Yeah, him. that looked like Danny Ainge when he played for BYU in 1981, you know. But yeah. uh, anyway, that was uh, I, I we've we've brought that up many many times, and then my other uh, one back when we were on fifteen hundred, and uh, it was one of Tubby's teams, and we're up like eight on Michigan State, right? And we're at home, and it looks oh. like Tubby's team's going to win this thing, and then you know as happens sometimes, and as happened against I think Michigan I State, down as bad as the team did, yeah. And the Gophers, uh, the Gophers lost the game late. They they ended up turning the ball over. Uh, you know they were up eight. I, I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember the, all the circumstances. But anyway, you were pissed uh, that the Gophers lost that game. They, and 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 I think that's what made you. Um, that's I, I think that's what made you a good broadcaster. Is that you um, you love the team. You wanted them to win. You let your emotions um, go. Um, you, you, if you didn't think they were playing well, you said it. If you thought they were playing well, um, if a big shot hit, you'd give a hoop and a holler. It was great. Um, and on that particular day, it was probably the biggest meltdown you had in our time together. So it was pretty early in our time together because Tubby was coaching. So they blew, yep. blow this game. Um, it's a weekend tilt at the barn. Um, they're up eight late. And I just, I was, you know, trying to be polite. And I said, well, Spence, the Gophers let this one leak away, and you just jump me, and you're like, "Leak away? They puke, they choke, they gag this thing, they uh, down the leg, whatever you want to." This is on the air, and yeah. um, and so the reason I remember it was when we were on 1500 is because Judd loved it, and they pulled that cut, and they used to play that every time you came on the air. Remember? 
you'd go on the I air and talk remember. hoops, and they'd um, play that cut of your, your meltdown. So much to the point that I think the, the quote goes exactly as – So you you know exactly what it was. Gagged. They blew it away. Yeah. I, I think you said something like – I, I, that's putting it nicely because I, I remember my very first year, um, and, I, you know, call us homers, but like you said, I think we were we had our fair share of criticisms too – um, but you know, in the very first year, you once told me that if 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 you're not honest, you'll lose your credibility. You will lose yeah. all credibility if you're not honest. And I will never forget that. And from that day forward, it was it was always about credibility and saying what we saw. Uh, yeah, that was uh, I remember that game. That was a that was a bad one. That was a vintage a vintage Tom Izzo, you know, late in the second half, just going to out-tough you, out-culture just going to out- yeah. find us some way to win that game. And I remember being very, very, very disappointed. Um, I thought you were going to bring up the Penn State game when, uh, uh, Westbrook when the headset won it. came off. Yeah, when and Westbrook won it on a buzzer beater, you yeah they um that was a terrible Penn State team and the and and the Gophers were pretty good that year. I don't remember exactly what year that was. It would have been Westbrook that, was was playing. That would have had Grimmer. That probably was my first year or first or because I was a teammate with Westbrook. Yeah, I'm looking here. So, so, that so I, been I think early. it was. It looks like it. It looks like it must have been 2010. Um, yeah, the Gophers that would have been won my very first year. Yeah, it might have been 2010. Um, yeah, because they lost the next year at Penn State. So we're at Penn State, and Penn State's no good, and the Gophers are favored. Best favorite. broadcast booth in the conference. Yeah, the we're up in a suite. They put us in a suite, which is great because it's good space. And so we're, we're I think the Gophers are winning that game most of the way. And then, again, as they had had a tendency to do, they let it leak away. And I don't remember. They, they got a layup with like six seconds, eight seconds to go to put them up and you stood up and threw your headphones down um and so they weren't even on your head you just hear this and i remember you stood up because you were ticked off and because we had some space you were a ways away but i reached over with my right arm you to my right yeah. um and i I'm, I'm hitting you on the leg like hey hey the, i i can't say it on the air even if i could right. you couldn't hear me because you had the headphones on like hey there's still there's still a play here we got a game <clears> to go yeah and so they were uh, that put them up one with like eight seconds, Westbrook gets the inbound, dribbles it down. I'm hitting you in the leg, like, hey, 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 hey. Um, you've thrown your headphones, and um, I'm like, Westbrook shot, score, they win. You know, and and the place is silent. We're the only guys getting excited. You put the headphones back on, and it's like someone just gave you a shot of heroin or something because you're like, oh, yeah. wow, this is the greatest game ever. I'm like, you just threw your headphones. And I remember we talked about it. Uh, Robotham, our engineer, was like, don't do that anymore. Those are $600 headphones. I don't want you to break yeah. them. And then we talked about it, and you're like, yeah, sorry about that. And I'm like, well, in one case, in, in, in one sense, it's kind of charming that you're invested like that. On another, yeah, you probably – can't throw the headphones with 10 seconds left when the game winner's on the way, you know? It was pretty funny. That was a beauty, too. Yeah, that was a beauty, too. Yeah, we've too. had some doozies, man. Um, the um, <laughs> I'm, I, I, there, There's some other ones that I'm, I was thinking about, um, not with the game, but um, just – well, first of all, we, you mentioned New York. We, we traveled to New York often. We had two NITs. 
there was a Big Ten tournament game there. Actually, we've been there more than that because they played the Big Ten tournament there. Lose, we lost to Rutgers. And then we remember the, the Gophers played that Ohio State game after the Maryland game. We got in at like 2 in the morning. It was just a disaster. That was a whole Big Ten problem. Um, and then we also did that trip to Brooklyn that you did not make yeah, when that, they had the three-on-five Five-on-three game. game. You that? Were, yeah, that was – I was um, doing the Minnesota – Minnesota was that was a I'm trying to remember was that Minnesota Wisconsin football I want to say yeah because that was over Thanksgiving so I think it was Minnesota okay. Wisconsin football and um and then you we guys were in the Barclays yeah you guys called the five on three but I think we've been to you and I as a team have been to Madison Square Garden five times once with Tubby once with Patino in the NIT itself once with Patino in that Thanksgiving tournament they played George and St John's. Once for the Big Ten tournament with Patino, losing to Rutgers on the Wednesday night, and then once that regular season game. So that's five times we've been there, right? That big elevator for the elephants up to that whatever third or seventh yeah, floor. Right. Um, and and then Ohio State. That was um, that was the that was our all time record for the shortest post game show in history. Remember, um, we uh, we everyone was a little bitter about that trip to start with because they gave up a home game for it, even though the yeah. big 10 told them they wouldn't. And then they kind of catered to Ohio state. It was a big 10. There was a minute, supposedly a Minnesota home game. Gophers gave up the home date at the barn to play Ohio state, but yet Ohio state brought their band. They brought their uh, mascot. They got in two days early. We had to fly straight from Maryland, got in at two. It was just a, you know, it's one of those deals there you know it's probably coincidental but it also shows that there are some there are some disparities in terms of who you cater to and who you don't in the league um and so nobody was happy at that even though we should have been like this is awesome we're at the mecca of college you know of of basketball in a sense plus they put us in kind of a crappy broadcast location for that game compared to the others and so Patino wasn't in a great mood, lost the game. The post-game interview with him was like three minutes, and nobody wanted it to be any longer. And we did a score and got the hell out of there and got on the flight home. Yeah, I think that was our short – that was like a – 15 minute post game show but that was that's just the life on the road sometimes when um you know when when you're um when you're out yeah, there look but- when it's when it, some of those road games dude when it's like you know midnight eastern or 11 <laughs> o'clock yeah. eastern and 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 we just lost by you know 15 you want to get off the air as fast as possible but at the same time you want to relay to the folks that are still there um as much as you can about the game so there is a balance to it but yeah we uh we took advantage of the opportunities i would say for sure hang tight here spence we have a new sponsor on the go go for podcast i'm so excited to tell you about it head flyer brewing is partnered with us here to help kick off the football season if you've not been to head flyer brewing make a point to go they've got a unique tap room in historic northeast minneapolis not too far from the u of m campus in fact they've got a beautiful patio outdoor seating it's dog friendly they've got a giant cribbage board and a really really cool vibe best of all incredible beer lots of great variety lots of great flavor join head flyer brewing for tuesday happy hour trivia on wednesday and thursdays sports and all their big tvs i've got a big projection screen open weekdays at one weekends at noon headflyerbrewing.com for all the info you want including a preview of the big summer music festival featuring funk music food trucks and craft beer mark your calendar it's saturday august 19th from 2 to 10 don't miss it headflyerbrewing.com that's headflyerbrewing.com take a flyer you'll love it our thanks to them for hopping on board the go gopher podcast 
Hey, Gopher fans, give me a minute to chat about something we don't want to chat about a lot of times, especially for my male Gopher friends here who are like me getting into their early 50s, hoping to stay healthy and hoping to look good. I definitely have work to do, no doubt, but I'm excited about a new product I just started using, and I invite you to come along with me for this ride. Caldera Lab creates a high-performance skincare product for men. I'm using what they call the Regimen. It's a twice-daily routine to help keep my skin, especially around my face and neck, looking young and feeling smooth. The Regimen includes three products. The Clean Slate starts and ends your day, refreshing and cleaning your skin in a unique way. The Base Layer then moisturizes your face and neck and starts your day with confidence. And finally, something called The Good. It's a nighttime serum that helps smooth the skin through more than 3 million antioxidant units to protect. And good news for you Gopher fans. If you want to come along with me and do it with me here you can get 20 percent off your order right now go to calderalab.com and when you're done ordering type in the promo code gold g-o-l-d and get 20 percent off unforgettable impressions that lead to those words we all want to hear you look younger that's calderalab.com promo code gold g-o-l-d let's do it calderalab.com there were that i recall three uh, games we broadcast it ended in court stormings at Williams Arena, which were fun. Um, you had let's the, see if I can name them. Yeah, let's see if I can name them. Uh, let's go the Trevor Mbakwe Cody Zeller game. Yes, that which 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 is maybe my favorite game at the barn. Might be my favorite. Probably game my that, favorite game at the that barn. We've Cody done. Zeller was, you know, first team All Big Team. He was a freshman, right? I, I don't remember. I don't I remember. remember. He was a freshman or sophomore, but. Uh, Victor Oladipo was But on, Trevor sent first, that block shot snapped. right down his throat, set the yeah, tone for the right night. From the beginning of the game. And Trevor then Rodney um Rodney Williams blocked that shot at the end where he 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 had to have a forty five inch vertical leap on that three that would have I don't know if it would have given him the lead and he went out and got his fingertips on it and that ended the game. Yep. It was just an incredible play. So yes, that's one of them. Do you remember the other Second two? Second one would have been the Joey King all-time redemption game against Maryland. Yeah, that was that right. was the game. The Gophers only won nine games that year, and Maryland was ranked like fifth. And Diamond Star from Wisconsin was on that team. Yeah, for Stone Maryland. Diamond Stone. Diamond Stone. Yeah, yeah, Diamond Stone, but did not play. Yeah, he was hurt that game. So the Gophers beat him with a team that just hadn't won a lot, and then Joey King. Who, if you hear, if you remember, Dan Resig was the guy, the communications guy at that time. Our good buddy Dan, um, Joey King wasn't even supposed to be the guy they wanted to interview after that game, but because of the court rush, I forget who who else would have been in that they wanted on that team. But it wasn't Joey. But Joey was the closest guy as they needed an interview guy, and and they so they got Joey, and then Joey gives one of the great. TV interviews. I mean, they played that on promos for like a year or two after that yeah. where he's in tears. He's done. He's a senior. Um, but he's like, next year this team's going to be great. And as it turned out, he was right. That was 2016. And then the next year, Patino was coach of the year. They got the four seed in the tournament. Um, went out to Washington, D.C. And, and made the semis um, in the Big Ten tournament. And then um, and then ended up losing in the first round of that tournament to um, in 2017 to Middle Tennessee State in Milwaukee. But um, so King gets interviewed after the game, one of the great emotional, um, heartfelt yeah. interviews ever. So that is the other. Now, do you remember the third? I, rec- I, I don't, but I do recall what's interesting. I do recall one other court storming and it happened on the road and they stormed on us. Do you remember that one? Was that Maryland? Nope. No. Um, the last game. 
at the old Nebraska arena. They beat us and stormed the Did court. they really? Well, and you I and I like, were wow, actually. I can't we... believe they're storming the court on, on us, and it was because they won the last game yeah. in the arena. I think I think Maryland might have stormed on us one time too. We went in there ranked, and they weren't. Is that right? I think so. I can't remember. But um, who was the other number? Who was the other? So the other home? one was 2017. No, I'm sorry, 2019. The uh, the Gophers went to the uh, tournament, but they were bubble team right at the end and beat Purdue at home. Purdue was ranked 11th, and um and then Dupree McBrayer stood up on the scorers table and um with the court rush and was doing yeah, you know he no, he, he was up there yeah. and then that was in the post game interview. Uh, with Patino and and uh, we got along great with Richard. He was really good for us. Um, he, he you know he even yeah. on nights that you know it didn't go well. He was always cooperative, but he got I wouldn't say testy with with me, but I said something like um, another. Uh, I said, Coach, just put you another step closer to the tournament. A nice resume win, and he just shut me down. He's like, Grimmer, we're in. This put us in. This put us in. Like he was. Uh, stumping and I and you know I follow. I, rem- I remember that because I remember talking to you going is that gonna put him in and we're like it, yeah but it, they, well they, they here's the thing done. they weren't a lock they, I remember that's when you and I got back into it like what is a lock like, yeah what does that mean yeah, yeah. Uh, my theory is a lock is if you lose the rest of your games and you're in you're right. a lock you, that you don't yeah. need any other help I, I didn't think they were a lock um, as it turned out they um, I, I forget how the bubble trans. Uh, you know, transform that year, but they end up beating Purdue again in the uh, Big Ten tournament in Chicago. They made the semis, and that got them into the tournament. And I think they, as it turned out, I think they needed to be win that second time against Purdue. So they beat them twice in like yes. two weeks, got in, and then uh, had that great win in Des Moines where it was basically Williams Arena South over Louisville. All those Gopher fans came down, and then it was a crappy draw to get Michigan State in the second round. The committee was. I, I don't know. They they were idiots to to put those two team two Big Ten teams in the same you know uh, quarter you know out that far you know th- there were ways they could have flip flopped that to you wouldn't have to play Michigan State but and then Murphy never missed a game and um, and his back wouldn't let him go in that one so that was a disappointing end but that was a pretty cool season so those were the three court storms which those were always um, those were always fun. Yeah, you bring up that that NCAA tournament game and the loss to Michigan State. God, they were so good. Remember Cassius Winston was like three-time yeah. all Big Ten player of the year, whatever it was. And um out of all the games that 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 I that you and I have called together, for some reason when I was driving in this morning, that that game stuck out. The the loss against Michigan State. Yeah. And the reason it stuck out was look, I don't think we would have beat him, but with a with a hundred percent healthy Jordan Murphy. I would have loved to have seen that game. Well, Amir because Amir went off. Remember, Amir was balling. Reggie was balling. Everybody yeah. was. I don't think Reggie. Were, I don't think Reggie was on that team. Gabe was on that team. Reggie was already gone. Was Reggie not on that team? He was not. No, Amir Oturu was a freshman on that's that right. team. That's right, Dan. That's right. That was that was. Yeah, um, and Dupree was, was Dupree, as we mentioned, was on that team. But I, Amir yeah. Amir, I forget. I'd have to look up. But Amir was at one point. I think we cut it to three or five. We ended up losing. I'm gonna. I, I know this. We ended up losing um, by 20 in that game, 70 to yeah, 50. I, yeah, but at one point, like like midway away. point, second half, I think Amir cut it to five, maybe or three, and we're like, holy crap! And then and then Michigan State did what it did. I think I don't know. I think Michigan State then went on to upset Duke and go to the Final Four that year, I believe. So good shot. They're yeah. always in the final. Yeah, four, they seem to always like. be in the Final Four. But those uh, th- that that. Um, 
that that was a good time. I, I I enjoyed that that probably that NCAA win. Gabe hit all those threes against Louisville and did the air guitar thing. A lot yeah. of fans. That that's as close as the Gophers will ever get to a home environment in an NCAA game because um because Des Moines was you know close enough that a bunch of people and uh, drove down. So that was fun. Um, and then I think about the players, Spence, we got to call games for, um, and we've mentioned a few already, but, um, you know, I, I, the most productive, whether you want to say best, I would say the best for me, but the most productive clearly is Jordan Murphy, right, in terms of what, you know, he graduates the all-time leading rebounder and, <clears throat> and second, I think, all-time leading scorer. Um, and then Nate Mason was um, a unanimous yeah. first-team All-Big Ten pick one of those years, the only guy um, that, that – in our time has done that Amir we mentioned him Trevor um, you know was probably the best rebounder Uh, Murphy's the best rebounder but Trevor's the best rebounder um, in terms of just going to get the ball that wasn't supposed to be his out of his zone he just was great Um, Andre one of the great smiles and personalities scored 41 on Memphis his hometown team down at the Bahamas which was a great trip they also played Stanford and um and, and Duke in that tournament down there. Uh, you right. mentioned the trip. Uh, Bree was on that trip. My kids at that time, this is how long ago it was, my kids are now out of college. They were 11 and 12 years old, and they swam with the Dolphins. Remember, we went out to Atlantis, uh, and they. Uh, we, I still have pictures. Um, uh, we still have pictures up in the house of, of those guys, those Jacob and Lauren there. Uh, um, Marcus Carr, who, of course, ended up at Texas, started at Pitt. Um, that horrible year of COVID where we had to do those games on the grainy you know, it's a Bruder film, basically, trying to yep. do play-by-play of those road games. But Marcus Carr was went on a tear that year. Had a couple games where he had forty, and then um, you know Rodney was the most electrifying player I think in our time, just in terms of what he brought and could could do with his uh, great athleticism and leaping ability. He had a couple of. Uh, I had to actually change. I think we both talked about this at the time. We kind of had to change. We were we had to train ourselves not to be shocked. So that when you called the dunk, we weren't just like, whoa, you know, we had like, no, people don't know what happened. So I need to describe it. But early on, he was so impressive with the dunks. He was always impressive. But early on, it it caught us off guard. We weren't prepared for it. And we sounded, you know, like for TV, it had been fine. But radio people are like two guys are just going, oh, what the heck happened? So we had to train ourselves with Rodney to to stay calm, to, you know, say, oh, driving left baseline. Now he does this, you know, jumps over three guys and dunks it. I can describe that as opposed to us just screaming because we were. Yeah. It was so impressive, you know. Um, and there's others, I, you know, leaving all kinds of guys out, but th- those guys stood out. One guy I wanted to ask you about too um, that um, you weren't, you, you never called his games. You were a teammate of his, who has now uh, just won an NBA championship. Ryan Saunders, um, how cool yeah. and how much? I know you were his roommate, uh, his teammate. Um, you guys stay in touch. Um, wh- how has he been since? Uh, has he got his yeah. ring yet? When do they get the ring at the Denver? Yeah, Nova? so uh, he does. I, I believe. They're making them. They'll get this. They'll do the ring ceremony on on their first home game. Um, yeah, Ryan and I, a dear friend of mine, um, like you said, played AAU ball with Ryan. He was one, uh, one of my roommates in college for all these years. Obviously, kept close in touch. Um, and he landed on a good spot. He was uh, fortunate enough to land at Denver in his very first year as an assistant coach and win the whole thing. Um, had dinner with him a couple weeks ago as well as with um, Jamal and Blake, and was able to just reflect on all the good memories at the U, but also what Ryan's been able to accomplish in his professional career. And 
Um, you know, there's not many people that that you meet that can say they have achieved the absolute pinnacle in their career, right? Like yeah. they've, they've done it. And Ryan has won an NBA title, um, not as a head coach. He's still aspiring to do that, but um, as an assistant coach, and I, 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 I know it meant a lot to him, not only um, personally for him, but you know, obviously with Flip and Brian able to grasp that title or grasp that title and Flip um, hadn't been to the finals, but never won it. Um, did he go to, I think Flip never went to the finals. He, that's, that's right. I th- feel like he was, he took them to the Eastern conference finals with Detroit. Yeah. He had, they were the one seed lost to LeBron. Yeah. They were the one seed in back in the, in the early two thousands, Detroit had the best record and they were the favorites to LeBron, right? And LeBron as a rookie, I think that's right. Upset LeBron's him rookie. in the, in the conference Flip finals. Got fired and they brought in Larry Brown. Yeah. And then they won it. Correct. Yeah, then they won it a year or two later. And then Correct. Flip went on to Washington, which is how I lost Zierden. So Zierden, right. uh, that, that really freed you up, you know, uh, for the job yeah. uh, at that point. Because yeah. Zierden was uh, was the Lynx coach. And because the Lynx play in the summer, it really worked out. And he was great. Good yeah. analysis. Um, oh, yeah, he's great. And break the game down. And then um, when the season got done, Flip was out of coaching. Remember, he was out and he was at games a lot. He would stop in. We did, he did some Tubby Smith shows with us, almost like a guest host a couple of times. And Ryan was, I think, was he a GA maybe on that team with Tubby? I want to say. On staff. Yeah. And so, um, so that was kind of cool. And then Flip got the Washington job. And I'll never forget, I was at, we've since moved, but I was at the, uh, our old house that we used to live in in Lakeville. And I was out front doing some yard work. The phone rings and it's Z. And I answered it, and he was he was um, he was really emotional about it, because um, as you know, you spend so much time together, um, and we enjoyed each other's company a lot. And he's like, "I got to do this." I'm like, "Of course you do." He's like, "I'm going to resign right. as the Lynx head coach, and go with Flip," and um, and he did. And I think Ryan ended up on that staff also. Ryan ended up going out there, yeah. um, and that yeah, freed up the, uh, and then that that ultimately freed the job up. And uh, you had done some Big Ten Network games, and yeah. we were um, we knew of your personality, but you and I didn't know each other that well. I'd interviewed you a few times. No. You know of me as the guy that did the games in the radio and what have you. And I um, I said, yeah, I think he's got a good personality. Um, he did some BTN games. He'd be great. I said the other thing right now um, is that he's the only guy that's a candidate that played for Tubby. And yeah. Tubby's the coach, and that makes some sense because he can actually take us into the locker room as to what he thinks going on. And here we are, fourteen years later, you know, with uh, fourteen years later, saying goodbye, bittersweet. Um, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> All the memories. Remember when? So you now, there you go. Now I can hear you. Now, yeah. yeah. Remember when Tubby used to do his post game interview down on the floor? Yeah, I would have to go do it. And yeah. you would do your, you know, you would do the, the, you know, you're up there doing your thing. And when Tubby get ready and, you know, I'd say we're ready for him. And then you'd throw it down to me. And um, again, this was, this was early in, I mean, this maybe was the first season and I had asked him a question. Um, he didn't like it. Yeah. And I, I think it was the phrasing of it. And I, um, I had asked him, why he did something literally why like you had made this you had made it why did you do that and boy the look that he gave me <laughs> it was it was it was reminiscent of 12 months or 24 months or however long before that when i played for him um yeah he was uh 
Yeah. yeah. All, so, all, all memories that, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily think of on a day-to-day basis, but when you stop and really reflect for on For sure. Well, it's been a fun run, man. Yeah, no doubt. And and uh, to follow up on that, you were involved in this story, but you didn't even know it. So Tubby's first year at Michigan State, him and Izzo had a uh, they, they got along, but they also had the kind of this rivalry from their Kentucky Michigan State. They would have these pre you know the non conference battles, and I think they hooked up a few times in the NCAA tournament. And so um, they they really did like each other, but they also really got after each other, like they wanted to beat each other. And so first year. Um, you're playing, it's at Michigan State, and Jamal does something, I don't remember what, and he walks out on the court, and even the the guys in the Izone, uh, the student section, were stunned silent. They 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 were, you know, because usually if a guy messed up, they'd be like, <clears throat> they'd scream something. Tubby walked out, the timeout, walked 10, 12, 15 feet out there, and just, just was a, a straight point at Jamal as he's walking toward him. No... No, um, nothing. Just that the tubby stare, as we like to call it. And Jamal, I'm sure, is like, what in the heck? And um, that's and so tubby had rolled through the non-conference and tubby is such a great guy, um, but he is so intense at games. He's almost like a different person sometimes. Right. When we, and right. so he rolled through and we're like, oh, this is great. We're loving life. Last year we won nine. Um, Tubby's if not undefeated, close to it. This is a conference opener. We're rolling. And then it was a whole different intensity level. He's he's doing Jamal. He's doing Jamal like that with this point. And the, even the is the students were like they just quieted down. Like they even felt bad for Jamal. They they didn't even heckle him. And then Coleman comes out. <clears throat> Dan Coleman comes out of the game at one point in the second half, and Tubby yells to the manager to get him some water, to get Dan water. And Dan is like waves him off. He's like, I don't want water. And Tubby didn't see the wave off. And Tubby's like, Can somebody get this man water? And he's just screaming at the managers. And so these managers are like, Holy crap, we got to get some water. And they give it to Dan. And I'm looking, and then we're courtside. So I'm right next to the bench. Lynch and I are there. And I'm looking over. And Dan, two different managers now hand Dan water. And Dan has already said he doesn't want water. <laughs> and now Dan believes I have to drink both these glasses of water because it. Tubby is now on this rampage. And so Dan had to slam these two glasses of water. He said, Will somebody get this man some water? It was great. That and then Tubby, man. He had a, in the post game. So th- this is where had, this is where it even got better. Close one. So we get lost a close one. Um and I re- and in the post game, we were trying to, you know, draw some positives. And Lynch says something like uh, and you had a nice game. I don't remember. It was like 12 points or something. I had a couple post-up moves. And Spencer, or uh, Kevin said, well, Tubby, it was it had to be good to see. And had you maybe been injured for a minute? I can't remember now. But good to see Spencer, uh, you know, uh, get some moves and score some points and, and have some po- do some post-up moves is what he said. And Tubby's like, what? He's got post-up moves? I haven't seen any. And so we're like, oh man, he is—he's just on a rant. He just isn't in in the mood for anything at this point. And because I was going to ask him, like, there was some strategy, and I'm like, well, we're not going to ask him strategy here. We'll just let him go. And um, but he's like, he's got him. I haven't seen any. So the follow up to that story is um, the game's over. We lose. He gives it to us in the locker room, right? Just, just we're getting throttled in the locker room. Lick our wounds. Get on the bus get on the plane, fly home. Yeah, It's late, right? Like it's late at night. And this was Tubby's very first road game in the Big Ten. Yep. We'd had other road games, but this was the first one where it's like you get back at midnight or you get – yeah, look that – I'm curious to see what time that game was because I want to say we got back late. 
Yeah, I don't and, remember the time, but you're right. It was the first we had played at Florida State um, in the Big had, Ten ACC Challenge, Iowa State, and then at UNLV. Um, we also won at Iowa and State. won at Iowa State early. So this was the first yeah, so conference we, we game. We were we were on our way, like we. And we go to Michigan State. We lose a close one, and he's giving it to us. We were ten and one going into that game. Yeah, and <laughs> this was Tubby's first game in the Big Ten, so it was it was it was our routine. Yeah, right? but it was it was, so and it was get, a whole new intensity level once Big Ten started. Whole new inten- I yeah. mean, this guy, yeah. So it was our routine that when the players and the managers and everybody gets back to Williams Arena after the game. You take out all your dirty laundry, you take out all your shoes, you empty out all your bag. You put all your dirty clothes right in the middle of the locker room floor, right? There was a big pile. You'd put them in there. The managers would come in. We'd, they'd wash them. So we'd put all of our dirty clothes, and it wasn't like a mess. It was, a, for lack of a better way to say it, a nice pile of dirty clothes in yeah. the middle of the floor. This is what we did, right? This was that's what we'd always done. And the managers then, in their unglamorous positions, would they load it into it, yeah. into into things and go wash it. Yeah. So it's like I don't know, midnight, one in the morning, whatever time it was, and <laughs> we're in the locker room and everyone's half asleep, right? Because you're sleeping on the plane and you're tired and whatever, and like guys are just like just barely even coherent. And Tubby comes in, and let's just say this: he he saw the clothes on the floor or the dirty laundry on the floor, we'll put it that way. And much like a, a parent would would scald their child for a messy room, um, <laughs> we got it yeah. to the point where when he would yell at somebody and look at you, the guys that were behind him were leaving. Like yeah. They were ducking out of the locker room and trying to get out of there. Well, ultimately, we all get out of there. And if you park in the University Avenue parking ramp right across the street from Williams Arena, at least at the time, if you were there past midnight or a certain time, they, the, the gate would just be up, right? You could just drive up. So we're all we're all kind of shuffling to our cars and we're scrambling in the parking lot. And I'm not kidding. We hear tires screeching. <laughs> and we're like, what? It's like two in the morning. Who is that? Tubby's got his window down and he's yelling at guys as he's driving leaving. through the parking ramp, yelling at us. Meanwhile, my teammates are ducking behind cars in the parking ramp, <laughs> trying to find cover. Um, I tell that story because to your point, as soon as the big 10 hit, I remember being on the road at Florida state. I remember being on the road at uh, Iowa state. Um, you know, road games are always tough, but you're right. When the Big Ten hit and that first Michigan State game hit, from that day, he was a different coach. Yeah. There was a different level. There was a different level of intensity. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that guy, that guy had a different level. Like, I haven't, I haven't been able to see it like in my professional career, even like with, with Richard or Ben. Yeah. Um, Tubby had a, a, a different gear. It's probably why he was as successful as he was, but uh, yeah, yeah well, he had a different level. And it was—I always thought it was interesting because he—he—he he, he was—he had that great intensity. But then, if you were just to have—I um, mean, there were many times on the road we'd see him. Um, you know, even at the hotel, restaurant, or a bar, he would be as like like that's a dude you'd want to sit down and share stories with. He was yeah. funny, like he would tell great story. He was a great storyteller. Um, he he was the reason that the that the families would go on the trips. 
You know, he'd, he'd be like, Thanksgiving trip to the Bahamas, you better bring your family, Mike. I'm like, yep. can I? Yeah, come on. Okay, great. Yeah. You know, He's great with that. Uh, and Donna, too. Yeah. His wife, Donna, she made sure of it. I remember one year my family couldn't go to Orlando and we're on the flight and she's, she's like literally concerned. Like, why? What? Where's your family? Why aren't they coming? It's Disneyland, you know, or Disney World. I'm like, well, yeah. there's some stuff that they 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 couldn't make it, but she she just uh, wanted to make sure that it was you know a good experience. So and the Smiths were Donna, great, just great another, people. Yeah, she's a great person. She yeah. would bring. So when she when Tubby got the job till when the day he was fired, every road trip that she came on, and it was I don't want to say she was on every one, pretty much though, so. but she was on a a lot yeah. a lot of them. A lot of them. I mean, eight ninety percent, eight out of ten, something like that. But when she was there, she'd always make homemade cookies and pass them around to everybody. Yeah. And I'm not kidding, man. After that, that Michigan State game, when they choked, gagged, and blew it away, and she heard that, I did not get cookies the rest of the year <laughs> on that trip. I'm not kidding. Yeah. She did not. She made it a point to not give me any of her homemade cookies. She was, not, and 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 I respect that about Donna. She. And stand by your man. She yeah. had Tubby's back. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it's uh, it. Yeah, it is. You're right. Bittersweet um, that you're gonna be gone, but it's not really gone. You'll be at the barn. Uh, you'll come and watch games. We'll put you on the radio. We'll say hi. Oh yeah, I'm. We'll uh, have some dinners. I'm already debating whether or not to get four season tickets, just so I, you know, because there's always resources, but. Yeah. Um, I'd like to even those seats up by the booth, you know, those yeah. those those bigger kind of nice balcony ones, that's seats. That's a heck of a game. Yeah. Well, that's a heck of a game to watch a that's a heck of a spot to watch yeah. the game. I've become spoiled there for the last 14 yeah. years, but from a vantage point, there's there's not a better seat in the house. No doubt, no doubt. Well, hey, I said we'd uh, talk for 30 minutes and I know you weren't totally comfortable wanting to talk and I think most of this was was fun memories um you you i think you would have preferred just to ride off into the sunset but i i held you to the fire and said we want to we want to share some memories and uh talk about it and i'm glad we did and it it really yeah. has been fun i i mean i i mean this in terms of our friendship um you and i uh, i mean it is almost like a brotherhood in terms of we can yep. we, we we can share anything we want without being offended um and it, it's been it's been great i hope that certainly continues um after you're done with the radio yeah, that'll always continue. Um, I'm looking forward to, I mean, I, I can't say be around more because I couldn't be around more than I was, but I will be, look, my my seven-year-old is is into basketball as I was at that age, and he loves the Gophers, surprisingly, right? Shocking. Yeah. So he, he, we will, you will see Jack and I and Jules and Bree and the rest of the crew plenty at Williams Arena, TC, or at uh, Huntington Bank. I can't wait even for the football season. Jack's pimping me to get to a, his first Gopher football game, Grimmer. So we're going to make that happen this year. Um, I'm really looking forward to to taking that step with the with the fam and just kind of diving in more. But yeah, I, you know me, I'm going to be around. Um, it's going to be hard to keep me off the microphone. I'll be texting you. Who do you need for a halftime interview yeah, and that kind of stuff? Right, but, for uh, sure. Yeah, man, it's been a it's been a hell of a ride. It's it's been great. Well, and watching you on the road, uh, you know, we we get in that routine where we go to dinner, and it used to be we'd go to dinner and then we might uh, spend time in the room and watch Sports Center or a movie or what have you. Uh, and that changed four or five years ago because we'd get home from the road and you'd say, "I'm going to uh, Facetime the family," which I it would give you some grief about, but you you know it was just meant in in uh, yeah, you know, our course. dumb spirit. And, and so I, I I know how hard it is. 
um, when you're out there. So I, I, I get it, and I'm glad that you're going to have time uh, for the more time for the family. And and you're right; it frees you up. Bring the kid to a the kids to a game. You know, well, that's um, it. don't and, have and duties. I can't wait for the schedule to come out. You know me; we're going to identify a road game or two. Yep. You know me; we'll be on the road at Iowa City. Northwestern Wisconsin so we're we're looking forward to to all that stuff very good man thanks again we'll be in touch I hope Gopher cool, fans I know Gopher fans have enjoyed it I hope they enjoyed uh, hearing from you today it's fun dude all right thank thanks, you man. you got it episode 81 go Gopher podcast I hope you enjoyed my visit with former Minnesota Mr. Basketball Spencer Tollickson, my great friend and colleague who's stepping away from his radio duties to spend more time with his wonderful family. My thanks to him for sharing his time with us, not just on this episode, but for the last 14 years on the radio. It'll definitely be different not having him with us here on the air and on the road trips, especially since we have grown so close. But we also understand his want and need to spend time with his great family. We wish Spencer nothing but the best in being a great father and a great husband as he continues with his life with a young family, getting to watch his kids in events and activities and spend more time at home. I know he won't be a stranger. We'll see him around the barn. We'll put him on the air. We'll chat with him. We'll see him personally, probably have dinners with him as we always do, but we will miss him on our road trips and on the radio. This is episode 81, and we're presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. And welcome aboard to new sponsors, Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis, just a mile mile and a half from the stadium stop in for great tasting craft beer right now and also don't forget to use the code word gold g-o-l-d when you join me in ordering great men's skincare products at our other new sponsor called daralab.com proud to have them with us on the go go for podcast again called daralab.com gold g-o-l-d to get 20 percent off your order We're also brought to you by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland. Our podcast listenership continues to grow thanks to you, and we appreciate it. We'll have another big sponsor announcement next week. I can't wait to tell you about that. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts, and right now, click the subscribe button to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to listen at any time. And please share the link to the podcast with others so they can listen and subscribe as well. We'll talk again next week. 